This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There was a funny or a fun storyline uh, early in that in that Anaheim game. I wanted to get you guys' takes on, which was the uh, the Trevor Zegras Trent oh, Frederick yeah. incident. Which, if you could read Zegras's lips, um, which was on the it was on the other broadcast, Bali Sports, did it? Yeah. Um, you could so I know somehow Nesson like missed Nesson, all of this. Like yeah. didn't have I love Nesson. We all they were know showing this, the refs at the time. I think they're like showing them <laughs> they like talking in the conference. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Brian, explain it. Well, so okay, so the Bruins are up what two nothing, and what happened was uh, Zegers is in his own zone. He did a breakout pass, and Frederick skated by him and you know gave him a little love shoulder tap. He didn't even finish his hit, but it was just he was gonna hit him, but he got rid of the puck. Fast forward like ten seconds and Zegras scores, and um, and what 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 the uh, home broadcast caught, even but so everybody on Twitter saw that Zegras like mouthed off to Fre- uh, Frederick and said like like f you bitch or something like that <laughs> <laughs> or you effing you effing bitch. But even before that, they also showed um so he scores the goal and he's in, and he's in the corner. What I just said was easier to read his lips, but there was also what I was like, I was like, what, I was like, what did he say there? only spent one year at BU and became a true Bostonian. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But in, so right after he, directly after he scored, you can see, it took me a second to try to read his lips, but it looked like he said, um, like, uh, like, how do you like that, Freddie? Or you, you like that, Freddie, huh? Or something like that. Because they probably know each other from the U.S. program or something like that. But he definitely said, how do you like that, Freddie? And then he kept skating up the ice and goes... You, you effing bitch. <laughs> um, I, would, I would love to see him try to fight Trent Frederick. Which, but, you know, it's funny because Z- I saw somebody on Twitter said, like, Zegers gives off, like, my dad's a lawyer vibe, <laughs> which is hilarious. But uh, he, he, he thought All, he was... Also a very BU attitude. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was going to get away with it because, like, you, you know, people talk trash all the time, except for the fact that he had to line up with him at the faceoff. So now you're just across from him at the faceoff. It's awkward. And they hadn't dropped the puck yet. And there was enough time for Brad Marchand, who is still feeling feisty after the Kings game and you know the Sharks game and he comes over and it's a whole thing but it was it was a pretty funny it was kind of harmless but basically like the Bruins didn't take too kindly to it because it's kind of like you know there's a level of respect and some codes and whatnot and um and you're you know, the worst it, team yeah <laughs> yeah so it was, just, it was the best a, team it was a fun it got it, it spiced the game up a bit I wish the Ducks were better just so like all that stuff from Z- I, I love Trevor Zegers. I know like there's like old school people who hate him, but like all that stuff would be so much more fun if they were actually winning games and relevant. And mm-hmm. it's like because it, you know it, like it, it feels so pointless like when they're this bad. It's like because I do also get that side where it's like why are you talking trash, dude? Like yeah. your your team's awful, especially the dude part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, but the good news is that like it was stuff like that. 
that even though they're starting these games really late and playing till like one in the morning was still keeping us awake watching. So like there, the fact there was a little bit of added fire into some of these games that really we knew weren't going to be close games uh, more than likely they, they still had, you know, Frederick had a fight. Like there was a lot of like, there was some nastiness and it was, they were all entertaining games. I mean, the Bruins scored, seven times against Anaheim. It's like, okay, well, I want to keep watching because clearly they're just piling it on. Mm. So there, there were reasons to watch, even though I was tired as heck and wanted to go to bed. <laughs> um, and for some reason, it was it was worse that the 8.30 start against Anaheim was even worse for me because I had a broadcast right before and I just, after the two 10.30 starts, I was like, I just want to go to bed, guys. <laughs> but yeah. it was worth staying up for. And that, and that, that also is kind of what makes it impressive, too, because, like, we said the opponents weren't the toughest. The Kings are a good team. I thought, actually, San Jose gave them a good good effort, but... Um, oh, and we didn't even mention this, and we're kind of, like, coming to the end of our time here, but Swayman played two of the three games on the road and has looked really good. Um, yeah. We really haven't touched on goaltending. Like, Allmark, usually we see road trip, Allmark gets two-thirds, Swayman gets one-third this time because of the way it played out with the Winter Classic. And the back-to-back, we see Swayman twice, and I thought he did really well. Yeah. And the and the opponents helped that. And the opponents helped that. Like, you, you go on the road, and, and he's got to play against Anaheim and L.A. So, but still, like, he was making saves that and looking more confident than he was at in an earlier stretch of the season when we were kind of like, oh, well, his numbers aren't as good as they were. He doesn't look the same as he did as stretches of last season. And you almost feel like that fear of maybe not having him at full form is going away yeah. um, after that, after seeing how he played in that series or that road trip. Yeah, he stopped, stopped 55 of the 58 shots he faced in those two games. And looking now, his last six games, uh, 4-0-2, 926 save percentage. Like, that's... You know, now you're you're starting to stack those games up, and it's not just okay. He's had good back-to-back games or three good games. Like now, this stretch is going back to December seventeenth. So now you're talking about, um, you know that, and that came that game December seventeenth was when he had been benched for over a week after the game in Arizona, and you know, so you're talking about you know three weeks now where he's been really solid, and they've. They've just been straight alternating starts, and Montgomery was asked, like, you know, do you anticipate Allmark getting a couple starts in a row at some point? And I think this was – it was before one of these West Coast games, Um, and he said both goalies are playing well. We've basically just been rotating them, and and I think we're going to continue to do that. So it kind of seems like unless they have a reason not to, they are probably just going to keep alternating starts, and it's like – yeah, it's tempting to just want to play Allmark because of how awesome he's been. But if Allmark continues to be awesome while starting just 50% of the game instead of 70% like he was earlier earlier in the year, then great. Then, you know, keep resting him up and keeping him fresh. Like, it's this is now where you've had a great situation forwards and defensemen with depth. This is now where you're starting to have a great situation with your goaltending depth where, you know, you were getting great goaltending from Allmark no matter what, but now if you're getting it from two goalies and you can keep Allmark fresher and not, not even come close to overworking him, like that's just, that's such a perfect situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in you want to, you want to pick a guy as you get closer to the playoffs. Like if you, 
the Bruins have the luxury most teams don't. So there's no need to, as Scott, you said, overwork him right now. I, I do think as you get to like the tail end of February and March, you might want to go a little bit more like 60-40 or 70-30 just to get him revved up again for that, that load management. But right now, um, it, like you said, just keep alternating. It's there's There's no reason to overwork one or the other. Let me give you the scenario for the next five games. So the Bruins come home. They have three days in between a game, the game against Anaheim and a game against Seattle. Um, so they'll play Seattle Thursday. They play Toronto Saturday. Um, and then a third home game in a row against the Flyers on Monday. But then a back-to-back on the road against the Islanders and the Rangers. So those five games... If you're trying to play the matchup and you want Olmark to go against the better teams, like you would say, okay, well, we want him against Toronto. So you got to imagine that's kind of where they start. Do you play him Seattle, Toronto, and then play Swayman Flyers? Nope. I think they stick to a strict rotation. I, I don't think, I don't think they're at a point right now where they they're going to prioritize making sure Olmark gets the tougher opponents. I think as you long don't think as- they're going to want him against Toronto. I don't think they care is my point. Hmm. I think at some point they want to get Swayman tougher games anyways um, because he was kind of dodging them earlier in the season when Allmark was so good and Swayman had been a little inconsistent. But either way in that back-to-back, like you're either playing the Islanders or the Rangers. Those are two teams that are decent that are both in the playoff So my, you know, we'll see, but my guess is they're just going to keep the rotation going. So Allmark gets Seattle coming back, Swayman Toronto, Allmark Philly. Swayman at Islanders and Allmark at Rangers would would be my guess. And then once again we see another West Coast team right after that. Then the Bruins play the Sharks again at home, which is weird. And Brian and I were talking about this before the podcast. And actually, Scott, you were here for this too. Um, just how many times they've played teams like West Coast teams, and and but we still haven't seen really Toronto and Montreal, and it just feels like it's been a lot of out of conference, at, at the very least, out of division play for them so far and it's just weird um the fact they've already played the kings twice and they're about to play san jose a second time and it's just weird yeah it's it it seems like this kind of always happens where like the obviously when you go on a west coast road trip those games get bunched up but even it seems like a lot of times like the west coast trip is followed by those same teams or a couple of those same teams coming out east like a week or two later. So they do kind of seem to bunch together. And to your point, like it's really so you get the Toronto game, then it's really not till later this month that you finally get into back to some division play. You finally see Montreal, then uh, a Tampa, Florida road trip, and then another Toronto game right before uh, the All Star game. So, um, you know, it's weird because the Bruins are like so far ahead of everyone that no game at this point really feels like all that more significant. But those two Toronto games in particular, um, I'll be very interested in seeing because that's, you know, one of the teams that one of the few teams that has actually beaten them this season. Uh, obviously, there are extenuating circumstances around that game in Toronto is right after the Mitchell Miller signing. So it was, you know, the team meeting and all that. And there was, there's plenty of distraction for them. Um, not sure that, you know, they were as focused on that game as as you would have liked had uh, the front office not thrown a, a monkey wrench into it. So now you get, you know, this game Saturday against Toronto 
And then, uh, like I said, just before the All-Star break, another trip to Toronto. Um, those two in particular. But also, like I said, you know, some other games against good teams. And by the way, Seattle's a good team. They're they're yeah. in a good season. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing that because, uh, you know, there's some local connections there with Matty Beneers, Hingham Native. He's their, their All-Star. And obviously uh, their number two overall pick from a year ago. Ryan Donato's having a good season with them. Uh Bruins legend, so <laughs> he went to Harvard in case people forgot. Um, Indeed, but and and not to look too far ahead, but pretty much all of February they're on the road playing teams that are not in their conference. Like it's it's the only game in um there's only two games in February against divisional opponents. Uh, it's on the road in Toronto and then against Ottawa at home later in the month. But, like, they're on the road at Dallas, Nashville, Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Like, February is another weird schedule month where they have a bunch of time off for the All-Star break and then they're once again traveling most of the most of the month. I'm actually really looking forward to the next two and a half weeks of games. Uh, you finally have some, like you guys have mentioned, like, you have some rivalry games. You got Toronto twice, Philly, you know, not that there's much of a rivalry there, but historically uh the rangers canadians tampa carolina history there florida and capitals you know and dallas is good too so and the predators always with the bruins tight so the next two two and a half weeks is going to be fun for the bruins um from a matchup perspective as far as the goalies i don't know uh i i tend to agree with scott they'll probably just do a rotation they do have three days off between the ducks game and the seattle game so I could see them going with Swayman against Seattle and Omar against Toronto, but I also don't think they really care much either way. Um, I do think the Bruins want to avenge that game up in Toronto. I, I do think Toronto is very full of themselves. At least the Toronto media is. Uh, they're like no, they're like you know twelve, eleven, twelve points back of the Bruins, but you would and they haven't won a playoff series in eighteen years, but if you or almost nineteen. But if you listen to the Toronto media, it's. It's like listening to Boston media talk about the Patriots. It's like they're it's all all Toronto. They they seldom give other teams credit for beating Toronto. It's like well, you haven't won in twenty years, so um, <laughs> or they haven't won a cup in what sixty almost. So regardless, I would like to see the. You definitely know that they're feeling themselves because they're they're one of the only te- few teams to beat the Bruins this year in regulation. So I would like to see the Bruins uh, at full strength in preparation, having without having distractions, kind of give it to Toronto. That'd be nice to see, kind of put them back down to earth a little bit. Not that Toronto's going to catch them in the standings, we don't think, but just for some bragging rights uh, in the regular season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks and a um, couple couple days off. It feels like a long, a while till they play again, but... Yeah, including two full days off. Second time this season they've had back-to-back days off. Uh, Not as bad as last year. Last year there were like a couple of stretches where they had five days off, right? I, I mean, so... You're right in terms of games. I mean, they're completely off oh. Monday and Tuesday from practice, meetings, anything. So uh, they had a full two-day weekend earlier this year, too. So that that's definitely one of the things that Montgomery and this staff has changed is there's a lot more downtime. There's just a lot more days off in general. Usually Bruce Cassidy, so teams are required to have, you know, through collective bargaining, required to have – one day off, I think it's every seven days. And Cassidy basically stuck just to that. Like, he didn't really give out too many extra days off. Um, Montgomery does. He does because he talks, like, a lot with their um, training staff about rest and recovery and all that and optimizing performance and 
all kinds of stuff. He loves talking about time zones, as we know. So, uh, oh, that's going to be a big topic this week. They're coming back from the West Coast. You got Seattle coming out. Yeah, can't wait to hear what he says. What you know, what time zone they're on, and when they're going to be back to East Coast time and all that. But, well, theoretically, they'll already back be back yeah. to East Coast time because it's three days in between. That's a that's one a- hour per. Per day. That's an uh, an underrated challenge that they faced this past week too. It's like, like you're going from from Boston to L.A. and obviously then San Jose, but then you have a back to back against Anaheim. Like those quick trips out west, like your body's not on a on a proper sleeping schedule, especially after the week that they had here back home. So like to to be ready to go at puck drop, which they were in all those games, I believe, was impressive. I always found it harder when traveling to travel back east, though. Like when you go west, like yeah. I've been to like Hawaii a few times, and then you come back six hours back yeah. east, and you're just yeah. you just you're waking up at two in the morning looking for breakfast. Up. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, because when you, when you go west, it's like you just go to bed early that first night, and you you kind of feel like you've caught up like by the next day. Whereas, yeah, come back east, you're you're all thrown off. Like you're like, what time is it? Like my my, you know, my Hungry body feels like it should have been asleep night. hours yeah. ago. Yeah, but they have they they have three days to yeah. to come back in. And yeah. recover from they that. They deserve it. They've they've had a lot going on the last last few weeks. Do you guys have anything else to to discuss? I don't think so. Bridget, no, no, no. All right. Well, we we did the look ahead, so we covered that. I think I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll touch base. Oh, you guys are probably going to be without me next pod because I have broadcast at Yale. So do we know when the next pod is? Probably Thir- get uh, after the yeah, Leafs game or no, Thursday. Maybe after Thursday's game. And you want to be able yeah, to do that? We'll Bridget see. will be at Yale Thursday, Friday, Saturday for some reason. Okay. All right. Well, next spin up, I guess, we'll have to send you to the ninth floor, see, see the game from up above. <laughs> yeah, Brian, you take my credential. Go ahead yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I, I, I like watching one on TV. But um, all right, cool. So if that's all you guys have, then we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon.